Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. If you're reading this, it's too late. Book number two. Chapter two. Secret series by Pseudonymous by. And ch- uh, page number 367. <laughs> chapter one The Talent Show. Oh, I said chapter two. Oh, yeah, chapter... Dude, girlfriend. Girl to the girl. It's chapter one, sister. Give it the program, sister, sister. Okay. Months later... Drink my coffee. Okay, yes. Okay, darling. Don't not my hot chocolate. No, not at all. Months later, Cass was in the audience. Let me repeat that because she was very empathetic about it. Cass was in the audience. And as in not on stage. As in she wouldn't be in a talent show if her life depended on it. As in... Yeah, sure, she, Cassandra, was a dedicated survivalist and she was ready to face all of the disaster in the, in the world, natural or supernatural, but she would never, as in never ever, face her peers from up there. Their school's annual talent show had recently been renamed the talent show because, as Miss Johnson had explained, people had many kinds of talents. Um, that's talents with an ants and children, plural, and no one talent was superior to any other. The students, of course, knew better. They knew that some talents are always superior to others. The talents that happen to be coincidentally. Oh, yes. Shrimp fingers. Shrimp fingers. Oh my God. I, I don't like that. Just like salad Yeah, kind of. Yep. Salad fingers is weird. What does he say? I like to lick rusty forks. Spoons. I like to lick rusty spoons. Yes, he says that. Listen, I'm not a weirdo. Salad fingers is a weirdo. And you know what else is a weirdo? Shrimp fingers. I don't like it. Okay. The students, of course, knew better. They knew that some towns were always superior. Um, and to the... Sh- and to show their disdain for the talent show's new name, they mockingly called it the Talent with an S Show. Cass had been a little disappointed that Yo-Yo-Yoji was refu- refusing to perform in the talent show. If anybody had the power to shake up the school hierarchy with a little guitar playing, he did. But her super disappointment about Yo-Yoji not performing couldn't match the anxiety she felt about the fact that Max was performing. After after a 10-year-old boy named Lucas de- after a 10-year-old boy named Lucas delivered a surprisingly strong rendition of the Tom Jones's swinging song It's Not Unusual, Miss Johnson called Max's earnest name twice. When nobody appeared on stage, Cass sitting discreetly near the back of the auditorium was almost relieved. Maybe he was backing out after all. Max Ernest, if you don't come out now, you're going to lose your turn, Miss Johnson bellowed. 
as only a principal can. But I can't get my hat to stay on. Suddenly, as if somebody pulled him out of, out of the wings with a cane, Max Ernest stumbled onto the stage, holding the top hat on his head with one hand and holding a wand with the other. He wore a magician's cape. Uh, that was about five sizes too big for him. Hi, I'm Max Ernest, he stammered. Most of you know me because you go to school with me, but some of you are parents, so you don't go to school with me. Well, that's not exactly true, but anyways, um, like I was saying, I'm Max Ernest, but today I'm Max Ernest the Magnificent. I'm going to do a, mag- a, a magic comedy act. That's comedy plus magic. Get it? Get, uh, get on with it, Max Ernest. And use the microphone, said Miss Johnson, not very gently. That's rude. Yeah, Cass groaned. I know. Shut Honestly, shut up. What a jerk. Just tell me what's happening. And you know what? He's on there, and it's scary. I'd like to see you do that, you jerk. Actually, She's a terrible principal. I'm sorry. I don't like this lady. Fright. Honestly, don't like her. Stage fright. I would have issues with the principal like that. Because I got a big mouth. Yeah, well, don't do it then. Don't do the talent show then. I know, I wouldn't. Get on with it, not very gently, like the rude principal she is. Cass groaned. It was even worse than she'd feared. Okay, okay, I was just about to, just about to tell the joke. Here it is. Knock, knock. Now somebody say, who's there? Who's there? Shouted a man in the corner. Who's there? Shouted a woman in the opposite corner. I am, get it? Max Ernest looked out at the audience expectantly. Ha! I am, get it? The man shouted. I am, that's really funny, shouted the woman. Cass didn't have to look away to know that they were Max Ernest's parents. Nobody else laughed. Just then, Yo-Yoji ran on stage from the wings and his guitar in his hand. Say, I am again. Um, I am, said Max Ernest, surprised. Yo-Yoji plucked his guitar, making the sound that you hear on the television after somebody makes a joke. Wah, 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 wah. This time, everyone laughed. Slunk down in her seat, Cass smiled gratefully. Thank you, Yoyoji. Okay, now for some magic, said Max Ernest, groaning confi- er, uh, gaining confidence. I need somebody who's really beautiful and really, really nice to volunteer. Amber? Everybody craned their necks to look at Amber sitting in the front row. She looked at Max Ernest, startled. Max Ernest, startled. Next to her, Veronica applauded loudly. Go, Amber! She stood up. Feenly, mo- feening modestly. Well, I don't know, but if he really wants me to. As Amber stepped onto the stage, swinging her hair, Max Ernest gestured behind him where the gateway to the invisible stood in the spotlight on loan from the Magic Museum. Look inside this booth here. Looks totally normal, right, Amber? Right, Max Ernest, she said, smiling at the audience to show them that she was taking this very seriously. But actually, it's a door to another dimension. The invisible, said Max Ernest dramatically. Or almost dramatically. Okay, now close the curtain behind me after I step inside. She did. Knock, knock, he said loudly from the inside. Who's there, replied, Who's there? replied Amber, playing along. Nobody, said Max Ernest. Now open the curtain. As Amber opened the curtain, Yoyoji played some spooky, build-up-the-tension guitar chords. The booth was empty. The audience gasped, then burst into applause. Not bad, Cass thought. Maybe he won't be such a disaster after all.
Now close the curtain, said the voice of the missing Max Ernest. As soon as Amber had closed the curtain, Max Ernest pulled it open and stepped out. He smiled. How about that? More applause, vigorous guitar chords. Now, how would you like to disappear, Amber? She smiled nervously. Um, okay, I guess. Max Ernest held up his bandana. First, you have to put on this blindfold, fold, looking straight at the at the invisible can be very scary and disorienting. And for some somebody who's never experienced it before, what's whatever you do, do not take the bandana off. No, I think it brings you into the like other realm. I think it really does. Obviously reluctant, but afraid to show it, Amber allowed him to tie the bandana around her eyes and escort her into the booth. But when the curtain closed behind her, the audience had heard Amber cry in protest. Hey, what's happening? Help! Relax, Amber. You are now invisible. Yo-Yoji strummed the guitar repeatedly, almost like a drum beat. Max Ernest opened, opened the curtain with a flourish. She was gone. How about that? More victory music, more applause. Most of it cast who couldn't stop smiling if only Amber would disappear forever. And now, as Yo-Yo-Ji strummed, Max Ernest once again closed and reopened the curtain. But this time, the booth was still empty. The audience teetered nervously. Yo-Yo-Ji stopped playing and looked confused back and forth between the booth and Max Ernest. Huh, said Max Ernest, scratching his head. I guess the magic was a little too strong. He closed his eyes and the curtain again, still empty. Everyone squirmed in their seats, uncertain what was happening. Sorry, Miss Johnson, this has never happened before, said Max Ernest, making a big show of his confusion. I think we lost her. Miss Johnson looked outraged. Well, you better find her. Suddenly, the loudspeaker crackled. Try the parking lot, boomed a spooky voice with a hint of Italian accent. It was the stampede led by Cass. When they got outside, people pointed, giggling. Amber was stumbling around the parking lot, blindfolded, her hands in front of her. Where am I? Somebody help me. Of the whole school, only Miss Johnson was not amused. Everybody else cheered for Max Ernest, even Amber's friends. How did he do that? How did they do that? Over and over again, they asked, impressed, and, and amazed. Cass had an inkling that she knew the answer when she saw Pietro walking out of the parking lot. He waved at her then disappeared into the distance. Cass waved back, grinning from big pointy ear to big pointy ear. Who said that being a member of the dangerous Turkish society didn't have his benefits? Oh, that's it! O to the M to the G. We're starting book three. Heck to the yes! Yes! Okay, you want to go grab book three? I think it's under your bed. Guys, we are starting book three. Heck to the yeah, yeah. Woo, woo.